Hi, everybody. My name is Mike Manning. And I'm Trinity Greger. And we are your business coaches at Wired to Change. With the number two. We help you get your business off the ground, get it running smoothly, so you can enjoy the life of a small business owner. You can go to wiredtochange.com to get more information on our programs, our seminars, our small business group consulting and coaching. Or you can reach us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at wired to change With the number two. Today, we're continuing our list of tens. Gosh, I just series. love I a good top ten list. I, I love the music countdown shows. Anytime VH1, yes. we've got the top ten. And my favorite of that are one-hit wonders and then the top songs of the 80s. I'm an 80s kind of guy. I love any list. There's a new show that's out, and they had the top ten moms from the 70s TV shows and then yeah. the top 10 uh, the Daisy do or uh, um Fair Fawcett was number one so I think it was the top 10 hotties from the 70s stuff like that but any anything like that I love yeah. top 10 I list, wonder so. if the person that coined the phrase one hit wonder ever had another good phrase they coined the I things, like the, the things I think about I like the artists that own the one hit they had uh <laughs> the flock of seagulls dude named his boat that Oh, nice. Yeah, he said he just made enough money off of it. Why not oh, embrace why not? it? You hear others that will refuse to play a song. And then if you look at actors on TV shows like uh, George Lindsay, who played Goober, long time coming to grips with that role because that's what he was known as. And then you get others that are still appearing in their 60s and 70s on all these cruises like, hey, here's here's what made me. I'm good you, with that. You just lost me. I'm on the Andy Griffith show. Yeah, Goober? I have no idea what you're talking about. Uh, one of the we're great... about to get an online slaughtering because no. I have no clue one who of is the a Goober. Best, like, Goobers, do you know who? Do you know who Gomer Pyle is? Jim Neighbors. I've heard of that All name. Right. They were cousins in the show. Okay, Goober. They're both mechanics. The favorite line. I still give this to my friends and my family all the time. Anytime That's somebody the... says <whistles> the fishing hole, right? Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Okay. The uh, anytime anybody ever says hi or say so and so says hey, I always say tell him Goober says hey because that was a line from the show. If you know Andy Griffith, it's a classic line. So yeah, see, and I would I would be like, who the heck is Goober? Oh, you are missing the oh, greatest show well, ever. Maybe I'll it go was back a and father watch son show about lessons for Opie growing up. Great stuff, but I could I could yeah. spend an hour going. Well, on that we have an amazing top ten <laughs> list today, and then we actually have. Top 10 reasons why to co-work, and then we have tips on how to be successful co-worker. In, in co-working spaces, yes, yeah. Yes. We are, the previous podcast was working at home, and there's a number of pluses and minuses with that. One of those is you save paying rent. Mm -hmm. Co-working spaces are kind of the happy medium between working out of the house or having a full brick and mortar. Right. I like to akin co-working space to it's your first step that you have um, that you're taking towards having your own full-time brick and mortar. Yes. It's, it's dipping your toe in the water, but I know so many highly successful business owners who just love working in co-working space and never plan on even having a brick and mortar. So it really is up to you as a small business owner. And I love the energy there because there's two of everything walking in and out of these places every day. Yeah. All right, let's so, start with number so one. So number one um, is it gives you a way to create opportunities to grow your business. And what we mean by this is that um, we actually had a great example. We were talking to Drago who... Um, 
creates our podcast. Oakcitytech.com. Oak And he is somebody that uh, Mike and I both greatly admire. And we were talking because he is a member at a co-working space. And he said that he has gained a lot of his clients from that space Mm -hmm. just by being present and people walking by and going, oh, hey, you make websites and you do media. And I thought that was so cool because that's clients he would not have had except for that exposure of being out and about that and there are all kinds of different businesses. It just it's not just all tech businesses. It's two and three and four of every kind of business. And most everybody needs a website. So right. that he said that's what the attraction was to him, just getting involved and being able to be in front of all those people there. If he'd had his own storefront, he would have never met those people. Right. And people that are working in a co working space most of the time are going to be people who are in some way looking to grow their business. So Mm -hmm. you're going to be surrounded by like-minded individuals or groups of individuals who are all working towards the same end goal, which is to grow their business. It's free. It's open. It's easy. It's conducive. Uh, You meet different people uh, from different people, different businesses, different walks of life. Uh, I'm a big fan of those. I hang out at some of those places, but uh, I I just enjoy the people watching there. So number Um, number two. Number two, save money, keep your overhead low. Um, It's really really, um, an integral part of my business as I'm growing as a business coach that we have a great space to meet our clients. And we're very fortunate that I have office space that I already rent that we're able to meet our clients in currently. But as we grow, we know that we're going to want to venture into probably a bigger space. We are to use some co-working space for our small um, business events. So that is something that um, has allowed us to really keep our overhead lower by using co-working space. One of the things they usually don't do, and the co-working spaces, depending on where you are, what you're looking for can go anywhere as low as 250 bucks a month mm-hmm. up to, you can pretty much pay whatever you want. Yeah. Uh, but you don't have to worry about the uh, heating bill. You don't have to worry about cleaning, pest control, all the things if you had your own brick and mortar that you'd be on the hook for, any kind of landscaping outside, any kind of signage, all that stuff. So it gives you a reason to get in there. They You, you generally don't get locked into long-term leases. Usually when you lease in a building, they're, hey, this is a three, five, or 10-year lease, and you're responsible for X, Y, and Z. There's a lot of flexibility that goes on with being in a You're not going to have the upfront upfit charges Mm -hmm. that you would if you're leasing a space. Now, depending on what your business is, you know, I have friends that are hairdressers, and they have, it's similar to a co-working space where they go rent, like, a spot Mm -hmm. Um, from another hairdresser. So there's a lot of different creative ways to find a yes. a co-working space that maybe not be your your typical, you know, like HQ Raleigh is one of the big ones here. And if you know somebody that's got a business and they're kind of growing, but they have three offices that are open right now, cut mm-hmm. them a deal to rent one of them. Yeah, we subleased part of our office space to one of our lenders because he likes to be right there around, mm-hmm. I mean... Great business for him because he's surrounded by real estate agents. Yeah. All right. So number three is you get a turnkey move-in ready workspace. Oh, yeah. Which is very nice because when you're a small business owner, when you're just getting up and running, you do not want to have to be setting up the internet, calling Time Warner Cable. Well, here it's Time Warner Cable. 
or Spectrum. Yeah. I have Google now. Do you? Yes. I do. I feel really Wait, cool having Google. Wait, that messed you up a couple of weeks ago. You did something on your phone. You were blocked out of Oh, that was my it? VPN. Oh, VPN, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. Right. yeah. Right. But I knew it was something tech. You knew it was something yeah. technology, did, but yeah. yes. The VPN totally yeah. jacked me up for a hot second, but, but I did figure it out. There you finally. go. I knew you would. But you also, a lot of these conference centers or co-working spaces have conference rooms. They have printing, scanning, either unlimited as part of your membership, or a lot of the places will have a printer um, system that you just put in your code and then it'll charge you mm-hmm. per page. But um, just think about cheaper that. Cheaper than buying. Do you know how much a printer costs? Oh, yeah. Ooh, the it's to- expensive. The toner. The toner. Yeah. The toner. Oh, yeah. Was almost $400. Oh, sure. Um, they also, a lot of times, will have, like, private. Um, I know that downtown in Raleigh, there's a place called um, Industrious. Mm-hmm. And some really good friends of ours over at Boss Digital do use that co-working space. And over there, they also have conference rooms you can rent by the hour. They also have individual rooms where you can go make phone calls. So it's a really cool way to be able to work downtown. Uh, number four. Oh, and that oh, place, they also have yes. coffee and breakfast. Yes. I mean, come on. Yeah. They're so spoiled. All right, what was number four, Mike? Number four. Be more, is this the way in the same? Be, yep. Yep, be yep. more productive and feel, feel happier. happier. I don't know about you. But I like people. Yes. <laughs> and being around people, it. One of our, if if you listen to our last podcast, we were discussing the the benefits of being able to work at home and have your home office. But I know that you like to get out to Panera, which have is kind to. of your yep, uh, for the cost of a sweet tea. That's your co working space because I'm and pretty it, sure you see on average five or six other people that are just. They're jamming away on their laptops as well. And I'm starting to run into people I see at other networking events. That is fantastic. It costs me a a biggie sweet tea and every other day a chocolate chip cookie. So I think the least is pretty good. Um, Here's some interesting statistics that show the powerful effects that co-working has on people. 90% of people that worked in a co-working space felt an increase in their self-confidence. But just think about the environment you're in. You've got, if you've if you've been to a co-working space, you know what we're talking about. If you haven't, you will find many people bringing their dogs to work. Mm-hmm. You will find many people grabbing a corner table and they've got two backpacks, they've got a computer, they've got their headset. They feel like they're set for the day. They've got everything they need. They like that. But it's more it's more open, it's more it's as casual as you want it to be. There are a number of reasons why people walking into co-working spaces like that feel better about themselves. They're usually, like you mentioned earlier, Trinity, they're usually with like-minded people going after the same goal, trying to grow their business, willing to just kind of spitball, sit down one day and do some, uh, you know, think tank type stuff and just bounce ideas off each other. 70% of people reported reported that they feel healthier, which we were just talking about personal health, Mm -hmm. very important. 71% said that joining um, increased their creativity. Oh, yeah. I mean, oh, without a doubt, that yes. alone is worth a couple hundred bucks a month. Yeah, because somebody from a completely different industry walks up to you and says, "Hey, let me run this by you." Kind of stuck on this, and if you're looking at it from, I've never been involved in something like that or use that product, you're going to look at it as, "Well, why do you do this?" 
And that may get them to thinking, oh, you know what? Hadn't looked at it that way. Let me, mm-hmm. that's right. If I tweaked it like this, it would work out perfect. Right. Before we move on to tip number five, I realized that we didn't ever really give an overview of what co-working space is. Oh, that's true. Because <laughs> we yep. were so excited. We just we know what it is. delved we right into it. Yep. Um, for those that are not familiar with co-working space, it's really a business service provision model that provides an area for people to, to work together. A lot of times when you think of co-working space, you think of the solopreneur that, you know, is looking for a cubicle, but they have, there is a range of models. There's everything from where a solopreneur who just wants to be able to get out and about like at a, um, I call it like the, the super Starbucks, right? Where it's more of like a, you get your, you pay a monthly fee and you have access to come work in an area where you get a little cubicle. And then you have where you can rent an actual office space Mm -hmm. where there's a physical door that closes and you have a desk in there. Um, And then you can get up to um, where you actually can have multiple offices that you're renting from a co-working space. So it really runs the gamut. So when we're talking about co-working space, there's a lot of different ways and companies that provide that. And it gives you a mailing address. It does give you a mailing address. If you don't want your home address out on the interweb. We talked about in the previous episode, treat your business like a business. You want it to look professional. And if you need people to know you have a business address. So reason number five, make connections and build lasting relationships. This goes in conjunction with number one. But the really cool thing about co-working space is that they do a lot of the networking for Mm -hmm. you. And what I mean by that is that they provide networking events for you to attend. HQ Raleigh does all sorts of networking events to try to bring people into their space. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a member at the City Club downtown, which is my co-working space. And we have a monthly networking event for everybody that's a member of the City Club. If you're paying to have a membership or to rent office space, go meet the other people yes. at these networking events because that's when people are specifically focused on talking and interacting with each other when you're not in the midst of writing a you know web program or writing your next great chapter of your novel. So go to those events, take yeah. advantage of them. They'll, they could be lunch and learns. They could be happy hours. They could be a, a monthly series of talks on a particular subject, all kinds of, I know the frontier has the, uh, the food trucks. Yes, they love Once a month they have food a food trucks. truck rally. And it's, yep. again, you meet people in all kinds of places and all kinds of lines. So never, never underestimate where you might run into somebody. And when you see people regularly and you get to know the name of their dog or you get to, you know that they love a, you know, double chocolate macchiato frappuccino <laughs> from Starbucks and you bring them that one day, you can really cement some pretty long-term yes. relationships from these co-working spaces. Yep. All right. Number six, which is probably the number one reason that people like to do co-working space, is that it really offers you a level of flexibility. Mm-hmm. The flexibility comes in cost because you it's scalable. Yes. It also is flexible because you usually you have some sort of passcode or ability to enter and leave the premises as you desire. Yes, if you're a Saturday morning person, you have access there on you can get up and go do some work and come mm-hmm. home. Uh, just all kinds of flexibility to do that. It's always secure. 
So you don't have to worry about that. There's always parking. Number seven. Oh, the networking part of it is just massive. You want networking? Well, I, I, I combine networking into the other one. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Balance. Balance. Again, we harp on this home life balance. You have to have it because if you're a small business owner and you started in January, it could be September before you know it. It could be. And number eight is one of the benefits of co-working space is that all the amenities that they provide. You're going to have a secure environment. So there's usually on-campus security or some kind of security. Um, there's going to be somebody that comes in and does the janitorial duties, taking out the trash. Because as small business owners, we do it all. We're everything oh, yeah. from the we're everything from the garbage man to the mm-hmm. accountant to the yeah. So having somebody that comes in and ha- takes care of the maintenance of the building, IT support, Wi-Fi, meetings and conference rooms, printer services. Um, a lot of them, like we said, provide pantry, coffee bar. Mm-hmm. There's even two that have actual bars where you can get alcohol. I know oh, that yeah. um, Boss has their beer selection stocked up. Mm-hmm. And then at the City Club, they also have a yeah. come grab your own beer, and it's just on the honor system. You write it down, a little check yeah. mark, and, oh, it's so easy yeah. to just be like, I would like a beer. It's 530. I want a beer. If, if I may put a plug, not a plug, a plea out to all these wonderful facilities and these events that we go to that have – complimentary beer and wine for those of us who don't drink beer and wine could there once be a complimentary vodka, vodka bar i'm gonna once? have a vodka event just for you i like that yes i will show just up early i'll stay late absolutely just for you love it um but think about real quick all the amenities you just ran across yes. if you had your own brick and mortar store and you had to pay for all of those how much would that would add up that's at least $400, $500 a month, just right oh, there. hands at down. At least. Hands down. That you don't have to yeah, pay for. That so I don't when, have to pay for. If you're in a co-working space and the power goes out, guess what? Somebody else is chasing that down. Yep. And you just pop up your laptop and you go head on down yeah. to the street to the next Starbucks and don't even <laughs> miss a beat. Yeah, exactly. Number nine is many of these p- places offer a trial period yeah. or a very, very low fee for the bullpen area. So if you just want to go in and get a feel for working in a co-working mm-hmm. space, you can really go try it out and see, okay, is this going to be a good fit for me before you commit to yeah. doing something that's maybe a month or a three month One of the things you have to keep in mind, just like we talked about in the previous episode with working at home, it has to work for you. In a bullpen open area at a co-working space, there's all kinds of creativity going on, but there's also all kinds of activity going on. So if noise bothers you, if all it takes is noise-canceling headphones, great. But if you can't look down, if you always have to look up at everybody walking by or this, that, and the other, it could be quite distracting. But if you can stay focused and all you have to do is block out the noise, but the movement doesn't bother you, you're in good shape. Number 10, which is quite possibly the most important reason that you would decide to get into a co-working space is that it will help you scale. It is the cheapest way to get into having a professional office environment that you're not locked into something so that when your business all suddenly booms from just you and your assistant to you, your assistant, and 10 other employees, easily move through those levels of your business growth without 
tying yourself in or trying on or buying into too big of a space too soon. Because I've seen a lot of small business owners that go out and they're like, I have a plan to hire 40 people within the year and they buy this big old space and they didn't realize that they really didn't need that much square footage. Yes. The other thing to think about with the, there's a reason why these co-working spaces are so popular. A lot of these fortune 500 companies are going to this type of setup in their own offices where there's open area, congregating area, idea sharing area, bring your pets, you know, a couple times a month. I know there's some places we, my brother and I used to have a commercial cleaning company. There's one account we cleaned. Every Friday they brought around the beer cart. You got two. So they want to make sure everybody got home safely. But no vodka. Yeah, I know. It's killing me. But it's the amenity. So not only is it creating a more productive work environment, but they use that as a recruiting tool. Mm-hmm. Now, people my generation, that's unheard of. We went and sat at our desk, we did our work, and they said, you're lucky to have the job when we were 25. But nowadays, the 25 and the 30-year-olds are looking for that type of environment because they they excel in that area where they can be creative, they can show up in their flip-flops and jeans. If they don't have to meet with anybody, who really cares? But a lot of companies are going to that because they know the value of that, and they also know the generation that they're trying to hire. This isn't just the top 10 list. This is the top 10 plus 10. Got to be. If 10's good, then 20 Well, to because be our first 10, which I'm going to recap really quickly, is just why co-working works. Mm-hmm. Um, number one is it creates opportunities to grow your business. Second is it helps you to save money and keep your overhead super low. The third is you get a turnkey move-in ready workspace. I love that. Yes. Number four is you are able to be more productive and feel happier. We went through the statistics of that. 65% of people are better able to focus while co-working. Definitely a reason to do it. Number five, you can make connections and build lasting relationships, which I think you and I have both experienced from co-working. Oh, yeah. Um, number six is the it's the ultimate for flexibility. Number seven is it helps you to create balance, a so work-life balance. Number eight is, gosh, there's a lot of amenities provided from joining up and being a part of a co-working space. Um, number nine is it doesn't have to be super risky. You can um, do most of those on a trial period. And number 10 is it is going to help you scale your business. As I said at the beginning, we totally have some extra bonus um, nuggets for this because once you've decided to join a co-working space, Mm -hmm. there are two types of co-workers. The person that's the nice to have neighbor. They make you happy. (laughs) You might even eventually want to do business with them someday. Mm -hmm. And the second is the person that you want to strangle. And we don't want you to be that person. (laughs) I would say that I was looking through these tips that um, Mike had prepped for us. And you need to be the person that everyone wants to work around. And that means being respectful of others in your co-working space. Yes. So unlike a traditional office, there is no HR department. No. (laughs) Like, you guys are self-policing. You are the HR. So... In order for you to be a successful coworker, and if you want to eventually maybe even gain business from the people that are working around you, you need to be respectful. You need to make sure you clean up after yourself. I had a rule yeah. at my real estate office that, you know, you leave the conference room as you found it. And yes. if you found it a mess, you leave it better. Yes. Because we're grown ups. 
I, it's not my job to be anyone's mom or run around after them, cleaning up after them. And you don't ever want to walk into a conference room and it's a disaster. One of the, along those lines, when we had uh, the commercial cleaning company, there was one particular place we clean once a weekend and I would walk in on a semi-regular basis on the second floor at the top of the steps, there would be a coffee stain. Mm. That was dropped by somebody there at least the day before because we're usually in there on Saturday afternoons or Sunday mornings. They never bothered to clean up after themselves. And I thought, that's <sighs> that's, that's like, gross. If you spill coffee, just grab a paper towel and just wipe it up. Yeah. But it goes back to leaving the, the conference room. If you walk into a conference room and the four tables are set together and all the chairs are pushed in, just leave it that way. In the work office... You might not be able to not talk or do business with that coworker that always walks into every conversation, tries to take it over. But in a co-working space, if you walk, if you start walking up on people and take over their conversations, you're get they're not going to want to do anything like, with you. Which is why the second tip is so important, which is take advantage of meeting rooms. <laughs> if you're a super loud phone talker, that's me. That is you. You've yes. got a you've got an amazing voice. <laughs> But it is loud and it is booming, and I don't know that I would want to co-work next to you if you were going to be on the phone all the day. You would not, and I, I, would not. I have to tell people that I, I'm not easy to sit next to in church or at weddings because I can't whisper. Yes, I think I'm really, really quiet, and I'm not. You're not. <laughs> Becky's always getting on me, but so yes, I'm I'm one of those loud talkers who's not trying to be, but at least within a co-working space, you can get away from yes. Me. And also, when you go into a conference room, make sure you reserve it. <laughs> Nothing is more uh, annoying than going in. You reserve a conference room. You have your client with you. You go in, and there's someone sitting in there. And then you feel like the jerk because yeah. you have to kick them out of there when they didn't reserve it in the freaking first place. So My, don't be that person. And I do. I'm one of the. I'm a consulting director for BNI, which is Business Networking International, and once a month. I do new member success training at a co-working facility. And we have to reserve the room. Rarely is there a problem, but mm -hmm. occasionally there will be people in there. And I walk up, and I've, the door's shut, and I just kind of look in. It's my time to walk in, and I get the signal like, we're almost done. And I'm like, no, nope. you're done. No, you're done, because I have the time, and I you have to set up. You had it till 2.15, and at 2.15, I get it, and yep. it's 2.17, so yeah. get out. Don't be that jerk. Nope. Another tip, number three, for you to be just the bomb diggity at being in a co-working space is to become a part of the community. So we talked a lot about the importance of... Um, attending the networking events that your co-working space hosts. Just like a company culture, mm. you'll notice that your co-working space has a culture. And the, and people tend to run together in packs, and you want to become part of that pack. And it sounds really clicky, but mm. it's true. We're herd animals, basically, when it comes down to it. We do better when we're together. Yes, and, we do. Um, and that's how you get to know people. And that's how you get to know people. So while you should do not be the person that's constantly trying to push or sell your product no. because nobody wants you to be that guy or girl, but go talk to people when they're not on the phone or when they're not, yeah. don't interrupt them, but get to know your fellow coworkers and you'll find that organically business relationships will develop. Then they'll that. ask you, yes. Oh, by the way, Trinity, I know we've talked a bunch. What do you do? 
And there's your opening because they asked you. Yes. Another tip for co-working space success is just like a regular office space, explore your options. These places do have their own culture and you might not find um, that the just because one doesn't work for you doesn't mean that another one won't. Right. Like I love working down at the city club. The vibe works for me. I've really come to know and you know I call it my city club family I've gotten really close with a lot of the people there that's co-working space works for me I don't know I think something that maybe was more tech-centric probably wouldn't be as good of a fit so because that's more business professionals it works for me a co-working space that isn't going to be a distraction for you so if you're a person who needs noise canceling headphones (laughs) Or mic-canceling headphones. Or mic, yes, and in my case, (laughs) mic-canceling headphones. Then a co-working space such as the City Club probably wouldn't work because a lot of it is open, you know, there's very few individual conference rooms. So if you need a lot of muted time where you're not around other people, that wouldn't be a good fit for you. Now, somewhere like HQ Raleigh where they have more individual conference areas and you're going to be able to thrive there. Number five, this is a double. Attend networking events. Gosh, do you think that's important? Where have we heard that before? I wonder. Yes. I wonder. Yep. Yes. The other thing that you can do at your co-working space is host networking events. Mm-hmm. As a business coach, my number one tip for anybody who is thinking about hosting an event is set the date. Don't overthink it. Mm-hmm. Don't overplan it. Get it on your calendar and start inviting people because your first event is never going to turn out exactly how you thought it was. And there's so much more power in doing it and learning from it than trying to do it perfect the first time. Yes. And a co-ho- uh, co-working space is the perfect place for you to launch your own networking event. What's number six, Mike? Well, we talked about socializing. Talk about being, we talked about being part of the community. Uh, the next one is know the management. Ooh. What kind of atmosphere are they promoting? Are they welcoming? Can you bring your dog? Can you take up half a table with your stuff? Can you <laughs> book a room if you don't have office space there? But like on the front at the frontier, they have open space on the first floor. Can you book one of those small conference rooms just because it's you can? And you don't have to be a, a member there, a tenant there, or anything like that. So get it's, to know what the management is It's kind like. of like in high school, I always made sure that the principal and vice principal adored me. Yeah. Because I was able to get away with so much more stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I totally think getting to know the management's probably a good idea. Number eight is be helpful, but in the right way. I can only think of there's this guy that I used to work with, <laughs> and I'm laughing because He was always trying to do nice things for me. He wanted to be my work husband, but it was too much all the time. And it almost got to the point where it was a little creepy. So don't be that person. So being helpful is is good. Being overly helpful is not. Don't tattle on your neighbors. If they're talking too loudly the first time, go over and just say something to them. They probably don't know that they're being too loud. Be don't be the person that's just going around tattling on everybody at the co-working space. It's um, called adulting. Yes, it is called adulting, but sometimes we do have to remind people to do it. Unless somebody's asked for your feedback about something, it's typically the best 
to not go just providing a bunch of feedback about how the space can be better or how the, because you're going to quickly annoy the management and they're going to very quickly not enjoy you being there. And the whole purpose of co-working space is one for you to become more productive. Mm -hmm. And also all of the business relationships that can be developed from that co-working space. Yes. Right. You are correct. All right. What's number nine, Mike? Maintain your productivity. We talked about this kind of in a, a couple of different ways. You have to be used to the noise. You have to be used to the movement. You have to be used to the open areas. And just make sure you're equipped to have a, an extra cord, an extra outlet, or not an extra outlet, but an extra cord, extra headphones, extra, extra whatever you're going to need to be able to operate in, a, in an atmosphere like that. Yeah. Remember the other day when we were working and I forgot my power cord? <laughs> yes. Yeah. I have multiple power cords, but man, there is no worse feeling than reaching in my laptop bag and no power cord. At the beginning of a meeting and you're like sitting on 12%. It's like, like oh, oh, like, oh man. <laughs> oh, it was just, I was devastated. I was absolutely devastated. And most of the co-working spaces, if you are in the bullpen area, have lockers or something that you mm -hmm. can rent where you can keep something like that so you don't have to shuttle it back and forth. Yep. All right. And last but not least is if you really want to thrive in a co-working space, make sure that you get the right resources and equipment. Mm -hmm. So we already talked about noise-canceling headphones. Um, the other thing that I found that I take with me when I go into my co-working space is I have a really nice wireless keyboard and mouse that I keep in my car because I work better when I'm not typing on my tiny little laptop Yes. Uh, keyboard. So I found one that's portable. It fits in my laptop bag. I have my wireless mouse. And that way I have all the same things with me at my co-working space than I do at my home office. I find that it just makes me probably 50% more productive. There are times that if I don't have those items with me, yeah. I'll just be like, okay, I'm going to wait and do this project until I have my, my tools. Because I don't like the, the feel of the... <laughs> You don't the like mouse doing that, pad yeah. on, on my laptop. Yeah. It, but it does change your routine. It, it changes but it immensely. Always carry a couple extra batteries for your batteries, mouse or your... Yes. I was about your, to say your Walkman, but those are those days are gone. Oh, now my you just gosh. plug into your computer. Okay, Goober. Yeah, exactly. There you go. <laughs> there you go. But you, you want to bring a snack with you. They Usually these places have food, but mm -hmm. bring you just power down a granola bar. I did. Before our previous episode. So yep. just be prepared to have the right stuff with you because you, you can be on your own. Just come prepared. Yeah. The other thing that I like to bring with me um, is a tiny pillow mm -hmm. because I yeah. need lumbar support. I've got bad posture. Yeah. So I like to remind myself to stay, stay healthy spine. Yep. And these places are, are safe. If you have to get up and go walk to the bathroom or go refill your, your water, water cup or something like that, have to, it's you can not leave like your Starbucks. computer there. Right. Yeah, you can leave your computer there and people will be watching. I watching always wonder when, I go, when I'm at Starbucks and I ask that person and I'm like, we watch my bag while I go to the bathroom. And I'm like, I pray to God that they don't they just do. leave my yeah, bag. No. I know, they do, but I don't the one know. time. Yeah, that would be you. So that would be yep. you. Yep. So those are our tips. We are on. big fans of co-working spaces, whether you lease office space there or not. You would be surprised how many networking events go on at facilities like this that we talked about that you could use those to be a big benefit for your business. 
Yeah, and there's quite a few great ones locally. Um, I know that um, there's WeWork. Mm -hmm. That's um, a really popular one. Um, there's Industrious Raleigh, which is a co-working space downtown and, on and Fayetteville Street. That's a national company. Industrious right? is? Oh, yeah. Oh, yep. I didn't know that they were a national. Um, I know that um, Regis, the, right, Regis, Regis is national. We talked about the Frontier at RTP, talked about HQ, downtown Raleigh. The Vibe mm -hmm. is a new one in Cary. Have not heard of that one yet. Yep, That's our, exciting. My friend Joe's got a place over there. He likes that. The Loading Dock, the Underground. There's all kinds. If you just Google. I've worked at the, out at the Underground yeah. before in Durham. Yeah, just yep. Google co-working spaces. There's new ones going up all the time healthy environment and people are looking for places like that we're big fans of those so we hope that helps you the last couple episodes these are ways to help you save money as you grow, start and grow your business before you have to buy either lease that office space or open up your own store and front. if you have any good co-working space horror stories <laughs> or success stories yeah. or tips or tricks we would love to hear from you you can hit us up um, on social media wiredtochange.com with, with the number two we're also on Facebook Twitter Instagram Pinterest so we would love to hear from you guys and you can go to wiredtochange.com and check out all of our upcoming coaching seminars and classes love to we generally put those in spaces where there's a finite number of seats so in some of those spaces are limited so we'd love for you to go ahead and sign up now but you can always uh, check the events we have on wiredtochange.com with the number two. And we'll see you next time on Wired to Change podcast.